Praise God. Praise God. Lord bless you. Uh, I'm not going to read a scripture, I don't think. Uh, but, uh, but if you want me to, I can. If it makes you feel better about uh, following some kind of protocol. You know, I'm not a follow the protocol type of guy. Thank you, Pastor Moore, for this opportunity. I always, almost always forget that. And uh, I didn't go to school to learn how to do this stuff. And, and uh, you know, I come up by the nap of my neck in it. And me and Pastor Moore, we kind of come up the same kind of way. And, uh, but I, I am so thankful that God has allowed me to know him. Yes. That he put uh, a something in my heart and spirit and to uh, help me understand some things at times and uh, and Brother Moore and folks allow me a, a platform to tell you some of those things that God has in his word we all have our niche we all have our I'm not Pastor Moore and he's not me naturally you can tell that right off because I'm not I Honestly, I cannot do what he does. And, uh, and he says things, God gives him things that are, he get them out of the book, out of a book. He didn't read them from somebody else. Because of his faithfulness and study and his love for God and his desire to Grow the church of the living God. God speaks through him to us. And it would behoove us to listen to every word that is spoken from this desk through your pastor. I remember what your lesson said today in the, the little contact corner thing or whatever that is over there where the uncle got on to the nephew and he got angry and he got hurt because it was his favorite uncle of the favorite nephew but because he was welding he got on to the boy severely because he was watching him weld without any kind of shield or eye protection and so he probably like we would do hey don't, you better, don't do that you know and he might have told him before and he just maybe forgot or whatever but he probably was a little bit maybe severe. I don't know. You know how we get. we so concerned about those that we care about till we sometimes come over hard. It seems harsh, but the love comes out that way. So the Word of God is not always easy to uh, ingest at the moment. And sometimes it even is, you know, we... Yeah, 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 yes, yes, yes. And then we get to thinking about it, and it gets down to here, and it gets to boiling. And it causes heartburn. And then you got to go to the source to get rid of the heartburn. Repentance is a good thing. Hallelujah. This just jumped out to me the other day, Pastor Moi. So I'm just going to kind of talk about it. But let me just read this. Scripture right here. Deuteronomy, the 10th chapter, the first verse. 
At that time the Lord said unto me, Hew thee two tables of stone like unto the first, and come up unto me into the mount. And make thee an ark of wood. And I will write on the tables the words that were in the first tables which thou breakest. Thou shalt put them in the ark. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your promises. We thank you for your word that's true. God, I'm asking you to give us an ear to hear, a heart to understand and obey. God, anoint my mind and my lips. Don't let me be too long. But God, I want to be uh, obedient to thy voice. I want to help your people. God, just let me help your people. Just let me be a vessel tonight of your glory. I love you, Lord Jesus. And I praise you for everything that you've given unto us in your name through your blood and sacrifice. Amen, amen. Lord bless you. Would you clap your hands as you're seated? Would you love Jesus? Come on, let's love him. I guess, and, in, and I guess other people may say, I did not read uh, on purpose. I uh, have not read anybody else's. I didn't use my apostolic Bible to uh, see what they had to say about this stuff, okay? Uh, on purpose. Because if I'm wrong, I don't want to know it. <laughs> that's, that's not why. But uh, sometimes, you know, just in case they mention, I don't want somebody to think I stole it from them. Not that it really matters, but uh, God gave them manna every day, Pastor Moore, fresh from heaven. It wasn't stale, stagnant bread that was left over for two weeks. But he said, I give it to you every day fresh. And he wanted them to know this thing is not going to last. But one day, you get enough. Before the Sabbath, on the sixth day, to last you for six and seven and if it lasts any longer, that worms will come in it, and it won't be any good. That tells me we can't live with yesterday's fire. We can't live with yesterday's bread. But there is a freshness that God demands that we get. That's why it is so important that we find ourselves a, a time of reflecting, reading, praying, and Talk, talking to God and, and, and meditating on the Lord every single day of our life. Not just one time during the day, but maybe multiple times. And so I was, uh, for whatever reason, 
uh, I, I chose the book of Deuteronomy to, to listen to on my ride back and forth the other day. And, and uh, it is kind of uh, Moses' last, his swan song. And his, uh, it's a uh, Moses reiterating to the children of Israel the things that God had done for them and, uh, and letting them to know before he passes off the scene that uh, this is what the Lord desires of you and these are the commandments of the Lord and, uh, and he tells them over and over again that if uh, you will keep them and if you will do his commandments then uh, the land in which you go that you're about to go into that I can't go into though I asked him if I could he said no you're not going don't ask me anymore but you go to yonder Pisgah and look, and I will show you the land. And you will get to see the land into which they're going to go, that promised land. And so Moses makes it clear and tells them that because of you and, uh, and because uh, and for your sake it is, and because of, of your stiff-neckedness, it's because of that that I'm not going to get to go into that land. But Moses was not sorry for what he done in the fact that he stood between God and the children of Israel when God was so angry with them. It's, it's, it was an amazing thing that I, as, I, as I listened to this and then I went back and read it. I, I read all of this today from the first to about the 12th or 11th chapter of uh, Moses today. Or Deuteronomy, if you want to call it that. Uh, and I, I, I read that again to, uh, just to make sure that my ears was hearing some of those things right. And, uh, and so, we find the children of Israel on the cusp of obtaining the land that flows with milk and honey. And, uh, and, and Moses is telling them, uh, I want you to know what you're going to have to do and I want you to understand some things that are going to be very pertinent to you and that's going to help you that'll keep you in the way that you ought to go and and he begins to tell them that in the land that you go he said you know you're going in there and I don't want you to make God don't want you to make a league with any of those nations and and don't you marry their daughters and don't let your sons marry or your daughters marry their sons and don't let their be in it but when you go in that land what I need for you to do is you to destroy them all don't you leave nothing alive that breathes you utterly destroy the child the woman with child the man all of them don't unless they grow up and you learn to serve their gods and to be like they are now there's a lesson in those things that God said. He said you shall not make a league with them. In those lands. Or you shall not. Uh, you know say okay. I'll let you live here and do this. And, and we'll just uh, kind of abide together. Don't you make a league with them. You're not like them. You're a separate people. 
You're a holy people. I called you apart. Even as in Goshen, you were set apart from the Israelites when you were there for 400 years. I had you separate from them. You are not like them. You were not like them. And you're not like anybody else on the face of the earth now. But you're my people. You are my called. I called you out of Egypt. I brought you out with a strong and a mighty hand. You saw my wonders in Egypt. I with a great and a terrible hand. I put the plagues on Israel, upon Egypt and brought Israel out with my hand and you saw my works and you saw my power and you saw my glory and here you are today about to go into the promised land. And so more than once, you can go back and read it for yourself. Moses says, and it's not because of your righteousness and it's not because of your goodness And it's not because that you have obeyed the voice of the Lord and all that he has said. He said, but it's because of the wickedness of those people in that land that the Lord doth go before thee to destroy thee, to destroy your enemies before thee. And it's because of the promise that I made to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, Israel, your fathers. And it's because that my word is true. And I cannot go against what I have decreed that I would do and promise that I would do for my children. He said, so it's not because you're good and it's not because of your righteousness that you get to go into the land. There is none good, no, not one. When I, your blessing today had it, when I would do good, I find that evil is present with me. That is in my flesh, there is no good thing. But he didn't leave it there. In the first verse of chapter eight, he said, there is therefore now No condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. So, we find the children of Israel. Moses. Instructing them. In the sixth chapter, anybody know what Deuteronomy 6 has in it? If you do, wave your hand. They asked Jesus, what is the great, the first and the great commandment? Said so there are two great commandments, but the first is this. Chapter 6, verse 1. Now these are the commandments and statutes and judgments which the Lord your God commanded to teach you that ye might do them in the land whether you go to possess it. Now God has given Moses these commandments and God's telling him what to tell the children of Israel. That thou mayest fear the Lord thy God to keep all his statutes and his commandments, which I command thee, thou and thy son and thy son's son, and all the days of thy life, and that thy days may be prolonged. Hear therefore, O Israel, and observe to do it, that it may be well with thee, that, they may, that ye may increase mightily as the Lord God of your fathers has promised thee in the land that floweth with milk and honey. Then the verse, hear, O Israel, listen, O Israel, and hear what I'm trying to tell you today. The Lord, our God, is one Lord. Our Jehovah, our God, is one Jehovah. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy soul, 
and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. I mentioned this regularly in the last, before I got the, as mama says, before I got that scovy. And, uh, but uh, that thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. What? Just hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. No! All the commandments of the Lord. And thou shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou layest down, and when thou risest up, and thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thy hand, and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes, and thou shalt write them upon the post of thine house, and upon the gates, and it shall be when the Lord thy God shall have brought thee into the land which he sware unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give thee great and goodly cities which thou buildest not, houses full of goods, things which thou fillest not, wells dig which thou digs not, vineyards and olive trees which thou plantest not. When thou shalt have eaten and be full, then beware, lest thou forget the Lord which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Thou shalt fear the Lord thy God and serve him, and thou shalt swear by his name. Ye shall not go after other gods, the gods of the people, which are round about you. For the Lord thy God is a jealous God among you. Lest the anger of the Lord thy God be kindled against thee and destroy thee from off the face of the earth. That's an amazing thing to me. Let me carry this around because I want to walk a little bit, but not much. My breath ain't as good as it used to be. So y'all just bear with me. I may have to take my time. But not too long. I'm trying not to keep you too long. But he said, this land you're going into, it's not because you've been so righteous. And I kept on listening. I kept on reading. And Moses began to tell the story. He says, how he received the, the commandment of the Lord. And how that they came to Mount Horeb, the Mount of God. And God said, cast a perimeter around the Mount. Lest anything come within and touch the Mount and they die. Moses, you and Joshua, I want you to come up into the Mount. And so Moses went up into the Mount. And it said, and the mountain burned with fire. It said, and there was a thick black darkness And a smoke as a furnace on the mountain that burned with fire. It said that Moses went up into the mount. And then God says, I want to speak to this people. And Moses is telling this. And said, and ye heard the voice. But you saw no similitude of any kind. But you heard the voice. And and the voice of the very God of glory. He said, you heard it. With your ears. And, and, but you saw nothing. No similitude of any likeness of anything in all of the earth. But you heard the voice. And it thundered. And the voice gave unto them. You can read it for yourself in the book of Deuteronomy. It thundered. And he thundered the Ten Commandments. With a thundering voice from out of the mount that burned with fire. He thundered unto them. His command. They heard them with their own ears. The very commandments of God from the voice of God but it Brother Moore, I find in just a little while while Moses has gone up, up 
into the mountain and he goes into the thick black darkness where God was sometimes to get to God you gotta be willing to go through the dark places to get to where the glory of God is where the fire is burning and where the light is shining bright and where God illuminates his power his glory and his will and his commandments for your life Mount burned with fire And God presents to Moses tablets of stone, two tables of stone, written on both tables of stone by the finger of God were the commandments that had been thundered from the mount. Perfect. Made by God, untainted by man, not touched by man, Pastor Moore. God's word, pristine, pure. Straight from the very hand of God and the finger of God. He says, hurry up! Forty days, he says, and forty nights was I in the mount without bread or water. To receive the commandments of the Lord. And to receive what God needs for us to do. For us to be his people. For us to be set apart and sanctified unto him. He said get down because this people is a rebellious and a stiff necked people and they have done together I'm going to destroy them and Moses comes down the mount and he, when he sees he said Lord please please just not, no. and he gets down there and he sees what the people are doing and he takes those pristine commandments those two tables of stone that had not been touched by man that man had nothing to do with and he took those tablets when he saw the, the, the diabolical debauchery of what they had fallen back into of what they had seen in Egypt and he took those tablets of stone they were naked dancing around a golden calf and they had forgot the voice of God and the mountain was still burning with fire I feel it And you'll say, I wonder how so-and-so could do such a thing. (laughs) Well, wonder no more. The mountain was still, if you read it, the way Moses said it, it was still burning with fire. And the glory of God was still on the mountain. And in the presence, in the very presence of the glory of God, they were dancing around a God that they didn't really know. They could not hear. It could not see. It could not answer. It couldn't do anything. It was just something that man had made. Had no power. And they had said, Mo, We can't stand to hear that voice. You tell us. And so I stood between you and and him. And I would relay then the other. Whatever God would want me to. And so they had said, 
Because nobody anywhere has ever heard the voice of this God and lived that we know of. That thundered unto us. We're afraid. So Mo, he takes those tablets. And in his anger. Oh God, don't be angry. You know, it, it can't be all that bad. You know, they're just, they're just a stiff-necked people. I, 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 uh, Ah, after 40 days and 40 nights with the God of glory hearing only his voice and hearing only his commands being in a place of the holy he comes down and sees such diabolical debauchery and such sin and iniquity and lust for this that he casts a stone in the word of God down and break it to pieces in his hot anger And he ground up the golden calf. And God says, I'm going to destroy Aaron. I'm going to destroy them all. And Moses says, you know, I went before the Lord. And for 40 days and 40 nights more, without food or water, back to back. How I lay before the Lord between you and him. And begged him not to take. And begged him for Aaron's life. I hadn't planned on doing this. Stand up, Pastor Moore. That's just a man right there, right? In a sense, yes, he is. He's flesh and blood, and he's a man. He puts on his britches one leg at a time, and he puts his shoes on one leg at a time, and he ties them one at a time. Do you tie both your shoes with one hand each at the same time, Brother Moore? You know, I just wonder... He can do some stuff now. When he's dancing around here, sometimes I wonder. But that's not just, an, just a man to you, saints of the Most High God. I can't find one instance where God ever let them treat Moses as an ordinary. You're just like me. Because when they did... Sometimes the earth opened up. Sometimes fire came down from heaven. You can see it. That man stands between you and God's wrath more times than you know. If you don't like that, it's oh me. And oh my, and it's time to repent. Well, Brother Ford, you're pretty cocky. No, I'm just telling you the truth. I know when I got the word to back me up. And I'm, I'm too old now to be afraid of what anybody thinks. I never really have been and never really gave it much thought. When I come in this, I come in with both feet. And I didn't care what everybody else thought. And I didn't walk to the beat of their drum. I tried to find out what the word of God said and walk to it. Let the hide go with the hair. Is that, not, is that not right, Sister Sugar Doodle? Pretty much the way it's been. 
wouldn't matter to me if what the main consensus was. If I feel like I got it from God, I stuck my heels in and I hold on with both hands. Well, you think you're a know-it. You're a know-it-all. You're smarter than ever. No, 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 no. I've, I've been proven wrong. And I said, okay, I'll take that. I've had to amend some of my stuff. Because as a younger man, I got it kind of wrong. And the elder shall teach the younger, right? And so there Moses was. Back again. And so we're, we're reading in the 10th chapter tonight. Where he tells Mo, he says, Mo, he said, at that time, the Lord said unto me, hew, hew thee two tables of stone like unto the first and come up unto me into the mountain and make thee an ark of wood. He said, and I made an ark of shittim wood. You can say that however you want to. And, uh, and hew two tables of stone like unto the first. Up into the mount. Having the two tables in my hand. And he wrote on the tables. According to the first writing. The Ten Commandments, which the Lord spake unto you in the mount out of the midst of the fire in the day of the assembly. And the Lord gave them unto me. And I came down and put them in the ark. And there they be as the Lord commanded me to this day. It's as though that the happenings with the tables of the stone are a reflection almost of the first man, Adam. And the last man, Adam. Or the second man, Adam. The first man, Adam, was made perfect and entire, created in the garden, untouched by anything but God. And the enemy came, and by subterfuge and subtility, enticed the woman to eat that was taken from the man. And she gave to her husband and he did eat. And the perfection that was in the garden of the man. Untainted. Etched by the finger of God. Created by his own hand. Was smashed to the ground and broken. The second man, Adam, 
first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The second man, Adam, was made a quickening spirit. But there's something about these tables of stone. They were probably close to being exactly the same. He made them, it said, likened to the first. And it said that Jesus, it behooved him to be made likened to his brethren in all things. That he might be, that he might know how to secure or help them that come unto him. And to be a faithful and a just hype. And uh, so Moses has got the tables. And the Lord says. I got to write them. Bring the tables to me. I will write my law. Upon the table. Whoop. I was going to read something and, but listen to this. Listen to this. Let me read Ezekiel first. Ezekiel, uh, I don't know where it's at, Brother Moore. I forgot the verse, so I'm going to have to find it. Uh, I may just have to say it, quote it. It's a, uh, I shall take uh, them and take out, oh yeah. 19, 11 and 19 of Ezekiel says, And I will give them one heart, and I will put a new spirit within you. And I will take the stony heart out of their flesh, and will give them a heart of flesh, that they may walk in my statutes and keep mine ordinances, and do them, and they shall be my people, and I will be their God. Jeremiah 31 he says it like this. Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand and led them out of Egypt, which my covenant they break, although I was an husband unto them, saith the Lord. But this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my law in their inward parts and I will write it in their hearts and it will be their God and they shall be my people. When I was reading through there, and he talked about breaking those tablets, and then he come up and he took those and hewed himself the next time the tablets. It reminded me, and it just come, just hit me like, how come? I don't know, but it's as though that God is saying, 
hey, there is something about this law that it's not enough for me to have it and me to, to just give it and just place it into your hand. But there is something about the will of the man and there is something about the, the hands of flesh and there is something about the work of the flesh. Look, when you get the when you come to God and you receive his salvation and you uh, uh, you know believe the salvation's plan, there is a work of the flesh and the spirit. There is a thing that you do. He said, repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You've got to repent. And you're the one that's got to be baptized. There's a work of the hands of the flesh. And then there's a work that only the Spirit can do. Moses hewed them out. It was a work of the hands of man. And God says, you know what? I can't do it all for Mo, you break the first one. It was broken, but I want to put it back together again. But I need your help. And I'm not just going to do it all by myself, but I'm going to let you be a part of my plan. I'll go to Calvary. I'll become what you are. But it's going to be you that says, I want to be a part of what this God is doing and say, I will hew the tablets of stone and I will make my heart so that you can write with your indelible ink of the Spirit on my heart and spirit. Your law that I might follow it. And so God is wondering today are you going to compromise Become like the rest of the world. I'm watching it right now, Pastor. I'm, I'm watching it. I've been in this long. I'm 61. I'll be 62 in just not too long. Pastor Moore will be 62 for me. Before the end of this year. And, uh, oh yeah, I plan on drawing my Social Security as soon as I can. That's my plan. And, uh, but regardless of all of that, I remember hearing the words of a, of a wise missionary that he watched certain denominational churches that used to Walk like we walk, talk like we talk. Everything except Jesus' name, baptism. But they were and believed everything we believed exactly. He said, and the first thing I watched them vote in, because his parents had been in that, and it come out. And this is for UPC, okay? He was, he's old enough to be before there was a United Pentecostal Church started. Uh, Brother Tommy Kraft even taught us a little bit about how they came together and which faction was more liberal and where the usual problems come from. From still that bunch, that was the liberal side, kind of. Wanting to change things, right? But he said the very first thing they voted in, and I'm not saying here or there, I'm just telling you for reference, was a simple wedding band. And I pass by their churches today, 
And I you don't know if they're going to play softball or they're going to church. Men's got their half-legged britches on and all that and going in and out of the church and the parking lot in different places. All kind of stuff. And I'm going to myself, how is it they went from The mountain still burned with fire. And the voice that they heard came from that fire. For our God, it says, is a consuming fire. And you'll find it in that Deuteronomy. Less than 40 days dancing around the golden calf. Brother Braden forgot God. As for this Moses, you know what the problem is? A lot of times, sometimes you get preacher religion. You think I'm preaching that Brother Moore's all that in the bucket of chicken? No, I'm just telling you that he's the voice of God for you right now. But like I said, he is a man. But you're not at liberty to voice your opinion to him. God hears your murmuring in your tent. You think you can say what you want to to your brother, sister, or somebody over yonder, next neighbor door, woods, here, over there, whatever, in your mind, and you can, yeah. He said, I know the thoughts and intents of your heart, and I'm looking at all of it, and I know what you're saying in your tent. And you won't be held guiltless. But he said, the land which you go, you're not taking it over. And I'm not destroying those people because you're holy and you're so righteous. But you're a stiff-necked bunch. But because I hate their deeds. Because I hate their deeds. Be careful what you allow yourself to follow. And so... God's not looking. To see if you're going to fall, Brother Moore. He's not, he's not just watching. I wonder what he's going to do now. That's not, that's not God's way. God's way is. I love you enough to forgive you if you'll let me. I don't know if I told you. I think I told you, Brother Moore, what Brother Booker said. Brother I.H. Terry told him. And uh, Brother I.H. Terry was an old-timey preacher. Now, he's a guy that told his brother-in-law was sitting back there, and it was Brother Jesse Parker's dad. I might have told Who would I tell this to? Zanna and uh, them. And Brother Jesse Parker, you know, the 25th bear and the making of a chief. Anybody ever listened to Brother Jesse Parker? Ever heard him preach? Ever listened to any of his messages? If you hadn't, look him up and listen to him. Now, he's kind of old-fashioned. It's been a long time since I heard anybody mention the plaiting of hair. Well, it's in your Bible. (laughs) 
But, uh, but Brother I.H. Terry, his daddy, when Brother Parker was small, wasn't very old, they were all in church. And Brother I.H. Terry, he's the pastor of the church in Bakersfield, California. He says, what are you thinking? They were horsemen. They raised horses and sold them and different stuff. And what do you think about a man that'll spend $50 on a horse blanket but won't pay his tithes? And Jesse's daddy knew he was talking about him. And he walked smooth right up there to the pulpit and popped Brother Terry right between the eyes. Didn't change his opinion a bit. Man that can buy a $50 blanket can pay his tithes. Back in the 60s, that's a lot of money. Yes, yeah, so buddy. That kind of man of God. He didn't, he didn't, uh-uh-uh-uh. He crossed every I. I mean, he dotted every I, crossed every T, and sometimes got his eyes crossed. <laughs> Hallelujah for it. <laughs> right? But, but uh, praise God. <laughs> Lord, I don't know how I got here. But here I am. But y'all probably needed that. Hallelujah. I think the babies has got something they want to do. I, just forget the rest of it. Uh, uh, praise God. But, but anyway, uh, anyway, Brother I.H. Terry, stand, stand, stand. He said, Booker, now he's been dead for a few years now. Thank Brother, Brother Bo, uh, Brother Vaughn maybe. Some of them came out of his church. Some of them real straight, narrow, western guys come out of that church. Brother King, I think, maybe. I can't remember all, but some of, there's a bunch of ministers come out of, um, from under Brother Terry, and uh, he was a stickler for the Word of God. But he says, let me ask you a question, Booker. He says, how many times and how long will God suffer with me and how many times can I sin and God not cut off his mercy from me? What is God's cut off for his mercy? He said, well, he said, I thought he said, let me help you with it. He said, I believe Jesus told the disciples, he says, how often should you forgive your brother in a day till seven times? He says, how often should you forgive your brother in a day till seven times? He said, nay, I say unto thee, but until seven times seventy. said, Booker, I think I'm going to be all right. He said, God's mercy is bigger than what you think. And sometimes it's shorter than what you want. But if you don't go what thou do, 
What thou doest, do quickly. And Judas went out and hanged himself. But the key to this is, can you repent and turn to God in a day? 490 times. And if you will, and if you can, God's mercy and grace is there for you. Somebody come to the music just for a moment. Just for a moment. I know... uh, Kind of a. I knew that was going to happen. I said, surely I can do it without it, but no, it did it anyway. But you know, I know we got to hurry. Laying there and, uh, Battling with this stuff. Like my wife my wife says, it's like this this thing is it even messes with your ability to think. And it messes with your mind and causes you things to come into your mind that you don't know how they got there. Like it is something that is almost otherworldly. It's not just an effect on your on your human body, but there's also an effect on your psyche, if I could put it that way. Pastor Moore may have said it this morning. He did in a measure. But what I'm going to tell you right now is the enemy... His strategy is to get you to disbelieve and not trust God. But to lean harder on the arm of man than on the arm and the voice and the word of God. And if he can do that, he's got you whether you like it or not. Brother Ford, I believe God act like it. Well, you okay? have it your way. We'll call it Burger King. But you can't make this back you up. Well, you... Told you I'm a little bit... uh, I guess I'm a fanatic in a sense. I, I understand that. And uh, men at work got to where they don't, they won't fool with me much. Uh, because they know where I stand. I don't make no bones about it. I don't have a right to be nasty, ain't that right, Leanna? What have I always told you? Child of God has never got a right to be nasty. And she used it against me one day. She did, Brother Moore, and it's not fair. Because I taught her. 
You taught her. When this becomes secondary, you've lost your salvation. I'm preaching to Troy. Hey, we want this fella to feel as good as it can feel. And we want to know that this man's all right as much as we can. Everybody say amen. How many don't love yourself a little bit? If you can't love yourself, you can't love anybody else. And so God says, I could do this with an angel and stuff, maybe. I don't want that. I made you, Adam. I need your hands to help me this time. Not that I really need it, but I want it that way. I mean, he's got a desire to put your hand in the master's hand. And to put yourself on the mount with God so he can give you the hands to create tablets that he can write the law of God on. How many wants your heart to be soft that he can write his law on your inward parts? And he can establish his goings within your spirit. And he can cause you to have faith of the grain of a mustard seed that would move the mountain. And he could cause you to have feet swifter than the row and the heart and the roebuck. You got a song? What was you playing? Let's sing Learning to Lean. We sung it here a while back. I love it. It's an old song. Let's just love the Lord for a moment. Learning to lean, learning to lean. I'm learning, babies. Y'all got them ready? You're not. It's time. I need more power than I've ever dreamed. Tell him that, Lord, I just want to lean on you. 
Help me, God, to lean on you. Help me to lean on you, God. Forgive me, God, if I've leaned on the arm of flesh more than you. Help me, God, to trust you. Not to lean on the things that I can see and the things that I can understand on my own accord. And the things that the carnal mind would seem to dictate. But God, help me to look through the eyes of faith and through the eyes of the Spirit. Listening to the Holy Ghost. Listening to the Word of God. God, speak to our hearts and our spirits today. Oh, that we might be alive. That we might be the voice crying in the wilderness. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight His paths. Declare unto them. Show them the error of their way. And the transgressions of the people. Oh, God, help us. We love you. We praise you.